Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 2nd of September. Victoria has abandoned its push for zero COVID as the state records a spike in new infections. Premier Daniel Andrews announced the state's lockdown will be extended until at least the 23rd of September after yesterday recording 120 new cases. What we all have to do hasn't so much changed, but what we're aiming for has changed. We were aiming to drive it down and have cases falling. It's now on the advice of the experts that is not possible. So now we have to contain the growth of cases and the speed at which they increase and hopefully keep the number of people who are vaccinated ticking over faster than the number of cases. That's going to be challenging. It would be impossible if we opened up. But there is some good news with the Premier announcing yesterday some restrictions will ease, including playgrounds reopening and more freedom for in-home care. Meantime, to New South Wales and businesses are being told to get their COVID-safe plans ready so they can reopen when the state hits its 70% double vaccinated target by mid-next month. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian also flagging international travel is set to return once the state hits 80% double vaccinated. No matter where you live in New South Wales, please expect to have much more freedom than what you do now, so long as you're vaccinated fully. But some experts are warning with case numbers and hospitalisation rates still increasing across New South Wales, the Premier is over-promising. Here is epidemiologist Tony Blakely on the project. 70% of the eligible population is, what is it, 55% of all population. That's nowhere enough to achieve herd immunity and you just open up. 80% of even adults is not enough to open up. 80% of adults and children, and I'm talking five plus, we can probably open up. Yesterday, New South Wales recorded four more deaths and 1,116 new cases. 917 people are currently in hospital with COVID across New South Wales, an increase of 42% in just a week, and 150 are now in intensive care. Regional New South Wales is also still a key area of concern, especially in the west and far west of the state. 29 new COVID infections were detected yesterday in western New South Wales, with the majority of cases in Dubbo. Meantime, calls are growing for rapid antigen testing to be introduced for transport workers, with two states now on high alert after COVID-positive truck drivers travelled through Queensland and South Australia. Five truck drivers have now tested positive in South Australia, while a number of locations in Queensland are now exposure sites after a COVID-infected driver from New South Wales spent a day in the community last week. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says rapid antigen testing could be the way forward. So rapid antigen testing, it's, it's like a pregnancy test. Uh, and so you can you can test immediately for COVID. Um, it's not quite as good as the, as the regular COVID test, so it wouldn't replace it. But it's something that they could do for truck drivers every day. In other news this morning, lockdowns are failing to dampen skyrocketing house prices across the country. New research from CoreLogic has shown the average cost of a home across the nation has increased by $100,000 in just a year. Hobart, Canberra and Brisbane have seen the biggest jump in real estate prices, increasing by more than 20%. In Sydney, the median price for a home now sits at $1.29 million. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to South Australia and authorities are on high alert after five COVID-positive truck drivers travelled through the state in the space of a week. As Sean Maynard reports, a number of new exposure sites have now been identified. Yeah, this has been building over the last few days, Tash. First, we were told of two COVID infectious truckies from New South Wales who'd made a couple of trips in a single lorry across the state. Then on Tuesday, uh, we learned of a third truckie who'd stopped at Port Wakefield and at a Metcast distribution centre in Adelaide's north. Now we've been told of another two drivers testing positive yesterday. So that's four more exposure sites added to a growing list. Chief Public Health Officer Nicholas Spurrier says it's the fourth driver they're concerned about as he stopped at multiple locations. The first of these is the Ampol Foodery and that's at Wingfield and all of these sites will be up on our website. This has all come as the state holds off on mandatory vaccinations for essential workers like truck drivers. Uh, More than 200 people were already quarantining. So far there haven't been any COVID tests coming back positive. We know of but only time will tell whether Delta has got out here in SA. And to Queensland and the state government is facing mounting criticism for its harsh border closures. It comes as Anastasia Palaszczuk announced she will allow a small number of residents to return to the Sunshine State as she strives to keep COVID cases at zero. Here's Brisbane reporter David Shiraz. Good morning, Tash. Well, Fortress Queensland may be keeping COVID out, but the cost of families is becoming all the more clear. A Fraser Coast couple, the latest, calling for compassion as their three-year-old boy Memphis remains stuck in New South Wales with his grandparents on a cattle station. He went there for a holiday, unable to return. Exemptions have been knocked back, with Queensland Health acknowledging the inconvenience of border disruptions. Disruptions that until recently haven't applied to sports stars and their families. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. We start with some good news. After predicting the worst case scenario with a double dip recession, our economy has defied the pessimists and grew by 0.7% in the June quarter. That's right, Tash. Last week, economists tipped the June quarter would show three months of negative growth, but instead we grew at a rate of 0.7%. The current September quarter will be negative because of long lockdowns in Sydney and Melbourne, but this June number stops the media using scary double-dip recession headlines, which would have hurt business and consumer confidence, as well as job creation. Our annual rate of growth was a record high, 9.6%. We all need some good news at the moment, Peter. And in quite a surprise, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg says small and medium-sized businesses will still get some extra help to deal with the ongoing lockdowns and living with COVID. Yes, while lockdown restrictions will start to be eased when 70% of Australians are fully vaccinated and lockdowns will cease after 80% of us are jabbed, the Treasurer says there will be a transition period where small and medium-sized businesses will need financial support and they will get exactly that, though it won't be outlined until we reach the 80% level. And we mentioned earlier in the bulletin today, Peter, about the skyrocketing real estate prices across the country. And now Macquarie Bank is set to become a big landlord. Yeah, bit of a shock. The Australian reports that the millionaire's factory, Macquarie, is set to become a player in the growing build-to-rent sector. The investment bank is making the move to become a residential landlord to generate higher and more steady returns from the property sector as more Australians plan to work from home, making CBD office space investments less valuable. Peter, big day in business and finance. Thank you. Pleasure.
Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett Trent Robinson. He's not backing down on his criticism about refs as he prepares to coach the Roosters against the Raiders tonight. Yes, good morning, Tash. That's right. He gave the bunker a big serve after that spiteful clash against the Rabbitohs. Latrell Mitchell, of course, taking out his player, Joey Manu, with that sickening hit. He was heavily uh, critical of the bunker for not sending him off. And despite copying uh, heavy fines, $40,000 for him and the club, he's not. Uh, he's standing by those comments. But I would sit in there and deliver the same post-match press conference that I delivered. And that doesn't mean a disrespect to the NRL. You know, I understand their position, but they've got to also understand my position. Now, the Roosters kick off the final round tonight against the Raiders. Canberra coach Ricky Stewart has no problem with Melbourne Storm resting several stars in the final round. Now, the Raiders stand to lose the most from that decision. They need the Storm to beat the Sharks to give them a shot at making the top eight. Of course, they have to take care of business against the Roosters tonight. Stewart says he's more concerned with his side and not others. We put ourselves in this position that is disappointing because we're a better football team than where we sit on the table, but we're, we are where we are. The Eels and Bunnies, of course, resting stars in the final round as well, Tash. And Brett, the AFL has announced whether it plans to appeal Toby Green's umpire ban. Yes, and uh, the announcement is it will, but it'll wait till after the final series. So AFL Chief Gillan McLaughlin said he was perplexed that it was only a three-match ban. He believes it should have been longer than that for making contact with an umpire. Now, that contact was deemed to be intentional, aggressive and disrespectful. So Gill can't understand why it was only three weeks. Three weeks, though, does rule him out for the rest of the Giants' finals campaign. Now, a big announcement yesterday from Collingwood. Craig McRae uh, announced as their new senior coach taking over from Nathan Buckley doesn't have a high profile like an Alistair Clarkson or Ross Lyon uh, but he does come with a pretty handy resume. Three premierships as a player with the Lions and has worked at the Tigers and Hawks among others as an assistant coach. And McRae Tash sent a message to Collingwood members last night saying he wants to turn around their fortunes as quickly as possible. And a big upset bred at the US Open and this is great news. We've added more medals to our collection in Tokyo for the Paralympics. Yeah, let's start at the US Open. This happened around uh, an hour or so ago. Alexei Poprin, the young Australian, just 22 years of age, playing at the 15th seed Grigor Dimitrov, who has made quarterfinals of Grand Slams before he's been at the pointy end of uh, of the biggest tournaments around the world. Well, he took the first two sets, Alexei, in tie breaks. Then he raced out to a four-love lead in the third. That was before Dimitrov was forced to retire. It's going to be it for Grigor Dimitrov and Alexei Poprin. On ESPN there, Grigor had a foot injury and as you said, more medals to the collection in Tokyo. Dylan Alcott and Heath Davidson unfortunately had to settle for silver playing a pair from the Netherlands. That was in the quad tennis doubles. In the pool, we collected four medals. Tim Hodge winning his second medal of the games. That was silver in the 200 metre medley. He told seven he had to push through the pain barrier. Keep my arms going in the last 50 because I knew that if anything it was going to be a close race towards the end. Sort of also thinking in the back of my mind just like everyone behind me cheering me on. So another successful day in Tokyo, Tash. We sit eighth on the medal tally. Such great performance there from the Aussies. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And we know dogs can be our best friends, but now a new study has found they may also be able to save lives. The research out of Belfast claims dogs may be able to predict epileptic seizures. They found pups with no prior training were able to detect a specific smell associated with seizure activity.
And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.